This is the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. We appreciate that you have chosen to join us. Today, you'll be listening to a conversation our director, April Bordeaux, has with one of Care to Change's therapist, Brittany Smith, to discuss the topic of isolation as a part of our Real Talk with Church Leader Wives series. As always, we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back to today's edition of Care to Change podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today. My name's April Bordeaux, and we are in the middle of a series um, called Real Talk with Church Leader Wives, and today's topic is on isolation and friendships. And I have this um, thought that this really isn't just related to church leader wives, although definitely uh, a part of their lives, mm-hmm. uh, some of their lives. And I have with me Britt Smith. Britt, yeah. welcome back. Thanks. I'm so it's glad that back. you're here. Me too. So for those of you who don't know Britt, um, she's one of our therapists here at Care to Change. Britt, tell the listeners a little bit about you and what brought you to Care to Change before we get started. Sure. So um, I came to Care to Change just to talk about Jesus and to use what I know and what I've learned in school as a social worker and to mesh that with what God's Word says and how we can heal people and help in that process. So um, excited to be here and talking about isolation and friendships and all of that fun stuff with church leaders wives um it's kind of an important topic to me because um I grew up there was a house in between my house and my best friend's house growing up and her house um her dad was a pastor and so I kind of seek like sort of grew up in a pastor's house Mm -hmm. but not real like Mm -hmm. you know uh they adopted me so to speak, yeah. as their as their child. So um, I kind of got to witness that. And now um, my one of my best friends, what I call my big sister, she's a pastor's wife. So nice. it's kind of something that people that I love are involved in. So I think it's important to talk about. Absolutely. And we know it firsthand because we have a couple of pastor's wives here yes, on staff as well as uh, kids that whose parents were pastors. Mm-hmm. So, and we have church leaders um, on our team mm-hmm. as well. And uh, for those of you who are listening, don't let uh, Brittany fool you when she says she's here to talk about Jesus. Brittany has been trained in evidence-based models of care. Um, mm-hmm. So models that actually make a difference Absolutely. in therapy. So while we do it all from a faith perspective, um, it's not just a a soft topic that no. we as Christians like to talk about. We actually have real practical solutions that help create positive change um, as tools in our tool belt to mm-hmm. use. So Absolutely. welcome to everyone that's here. Um, so glad that you've chosen to listen to this series um, talking about isolation and friendships, which are sort of the opposite. Yeah, they are. Isolation is the opposite of, or friendships, although you can feel isolated in the midst of having lots of friends. Yeah. I mean, just look at friend counts on Facebook, right? 
Yes. That is not an indicator of how connected you feel, yeah. the number of friends that you have on Facebook. Yeah, or the number of likes your Instagram photo gets. Right, right. Yeah. Something I will never understand, but... The highlight reel. Yeah, that's so. okay. So yeah. here we are. We're going to talk about um, isolation and friendship for church leader wives. And sure. the other two topics in this series are about boundaries and supporting the church and then secrets, no one wants to talk about abuse, addiction, and adultery. And mm-hmm. so all three of these topics in this series are really near and dear to all of our hearts here. Yeah, at absolutely. Isolation and friendships. So talk to me about when someone goes into ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, we often feel this, even though we're not at a church here, um, mm-hmm. we could very much at Care to Change, you know, we are, we are a yeah. ministry, we could feel this. So how is it? that and someone who is surrounded by Christians yes um, for their vocation mm-hmm. um, can have a difficult time mm-hmm. with having real meaningful uh, friendships and in turn feel isolated mm-hmm. uh, I think it's summed simply like this and I can't believe I'm gonna quote my dad right now but I am here we are a church is a business. Mm-hmm. So when you are looking at the church as a business, it is a place in which a pastor and his wife are employed. Mm-hmm. When you are looking at a em- place of employment, unfortunately, people, f- there are boundaries that get set mm-hmm. immediately because you're like, oh, this is my place of employment. I have to act like this. I have to do this. And in a church, it unfortunately operates the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ask questions all the time of like, well, what if we did this different? And they're like, it can't, like, it mm-hmm. can't be different because it's a business and it makes me sad. But so I think that one of the big things is that there is a separation of this is my place of employment and this is the church that I go to as the body, as that fills me up and pours into me and that I can lean on, mm-hmm. right? So, so I think there's a difference in I, those two you've things. You've just hit such a, a tender spot uh, because um, I hope that we didn't lose any <laughs> listeners when you said a church is a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that you know I've said in, in the nonprofit world many, many times, n- no margin, no mission. Mm-hmm. And so the church may exist to bring people to know Jesus or to disciple Mm -hmm. the next generation of leaders or to bring the lost and broken to Christ or to bring reconciliation for the lost, whatever the mission of the church is, that's, that's a mission. It's a mission that's eternity focused. Mm -hmm. However, unless it is completely run 100% by volunteers, Mm -hmm. there is an aspect of financial accountability and payment Mm -hmm. and whether the pastor is a part-time pastor and works full-time in a different vocation, whether Mm -hmm. it's a full-time pastor, whether it's, you know, a single pastor, whether it's a full-time pastor plus an entire staff of people, you are right in that there's an element of, Mm -hmm. um, it's still, you know, you, you claim on your taxes, although the taxes might be different than, if you worked at a different corporation, the reality is there's all of those things involved. And so yeah. I think you hit it right on when you said, you know, um, 
friendships and work don't always coincide, um, mm-hmm. no matter what the work is. And uh, we know that some of the most gifted speakers who are the most um, seen aren't always the people mm-hmm. that have the most real friendships. In yeah. fact, when you talk to them, they'll say, I really keep two or four people or couples close by my side mm-hmm. and the rest is the ministry that I give. Yes. And so we think because they're pastors, everybody likes them and everybody wants to be around them. That's very different than having friendships. The other is the scrutiny of being on stage Mm -hmm. and receiving feedback day in Mm -hmm. and day out. Why didn't you say this from the pulpit? Why did you say it this way? Mm -hmm. Why were you wearing this? Um, you know, you said this statement and I took it wrong. It's there's constant scrutiny Mm -hmm. for the person who's up in the front talking. Yes. So for the wife off to the side, if it's not the, if it's not the wife talking, Mm -hmm. um, to know that her husband is being consistently and constantly scrutinized, Mm -hmm. it makes it difficult to have friendships because what are Mm -hmm. friendships? So I love that you said, um, friendships outside of vocation. And yep. that's healthy no matter where you are. Absolutely. If you're a nurse, if you're a social worker, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're an accountant, having friends outside of your vocation is a healthy mm-hmm. is a healthy way to separate and set those mm-hmm. boundaries. Absolutely. So how do church wives, and really we could say this about women, how do church wives go about finding friendships? Mm-hmm. It seems so basic. Yeah. I feel like it's you don't trust everyone, right? So you have to, you kind of give people an inch and see if they run a mile with it mm-hmm. or do they, they stay right there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for, it, I think it also takes a person who under, like who is empathetic and understands. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of the relationships that I have with pastor's wives and you have to take off this hat of they are a pastor's wife. Like if you just see them for who they are, like there's mm-hmm. so much beauty in that because mm-hmm. yeah, you could talk about um, the ministry or you could talk about whatever else, but there's so much more than that. Um, and so when you're looking for friends, I think it's, it's what do you enjoy? What do you enjoy doing? Are you a person who loves art? And so you are plugged into the local mm-hmm. um, art club. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I'm sure somewhere there's mm-hmm. an art club. Um, and you're going and you're meeting people that way. Mm-hmm. Um, are there? Are you a mom that has littles and you go to the mom's night out group that's mm-hmm. um, the, or the mops group that's not associated with your church and you're, you're meeting different people? Mm-hmm. I think it's realizing that you have to step outside of your church box mm-hmm. to find friends. But then the reality of that is, is sometimes you, you know, you carry friendships through your life. And so, um, people who knew you before you were a pastor's wife, mm-hmm. hold on to them, right. hold them close and make it a priority to FaceTime. If you're not in the same city or have regular girls dates mm-hmm. and, and make that a priority in your life. Mm-hmm. I loved what um, Deb said. One of our one of our guests, our administrator, a year uh, being a pastor's wife, even now over thirty years, when she said, 
having girlfriends that are not um, a part of the congregation mm -hmm. so that there's an element of freedom to yeah. talk openly without yeah, them knowing balance. the people in the yeah. congregation and and that sort of thing that's that's a super healthy mm -hmm. um that's a super healthy goal to yeah. have yeah i think it i think some of it boils down to confidence too like i think that um as a pastor's wife you have a lot to bring to the table and be confident in who you are be confident in the fact that you yes you're a, you have a supporting role um as a wife but also like you have needs and mm -hmm. things that you bring to the table too like don't be afraid to step up and say hey mm -hmm. i'm struggling or this is right. what's going on and and seeking that help whether it's from us here at care to change or if it's mm -hmm. somewhere else wherever you are like it's really important to get that biblical truth from whatever that looks like i love that you say that about um your calling and in that um and what when as you said that i thought you know, uh, God doesn't call when there's a husband and a wife, God doesn't call the husband to ministry mm -hmm. because he sees the husband and the wife as one. So when one is called to ministry, they're both called to ministry. Yes. And so they're in this together. Yes. This ministry is together. And so, um, to give yourself permission to be able to say, um, that, um, you're in this together mm -hmm. and you both, um, to get the support both of you need. Yes. Um, that's, that's an important element. I want to talk about friendships because you said, you know, give them an inch, see what they take with that. Um, to sort of, you're kind of saying test the waters mm -hmm. and I'm going to reference an author that a lot of people know about Brene Brown. Um, she has, um, one of the books that she's written, she talks about the arena, right? And she focuses on a quote you know, that it's not the person that's in the stands that matter. It's the person that's, that's in the arena fighting the game with you that deserves, um, to be able to give input and receive input back mm -hmm. and forth. And so as, um, as a woman, you know, in ministry, a leader in ministry, um, talking to other women, um, who are in church ministry mm -hmm. or maybe other uh, women who are in leadership, um, something for us to remember is this idea of, and, and what I envision in my mind when I think of an arena is, you know, you could think football, right? And um, so there's the players and the coaches that are right down there on the field. And then you have the people that are close. You have the people in the box seats that mm -hmm. are like the expensive seats. Yes. And then you have people all the way up into the, you know, what you call the nosebleed yeah, section. That's where I sit. The nosebleed. Yeah. That's where you sit. Yeah. Well, I love being close. I do too. The ones that are close, the ones that have the expensive seats, mm -hmm. their voices are often the loudest. Yes. And so if you're the player in the game, you could, unless you're trained to hear the coach's ear, mm -hmm. you're going to hear um, the loudest voices. And then there's the fans and everybody feels like because they're there watching that mm -hmm. they have a voice. Mm -hmm. And so you hear fans at football games telling the coaches to take somebody out, to put somebody in, to move somebody this way, to telling the players they do this, they mm -hmm. do that. So everybody has an opinion and they're all shouting it in the name of trying to win the game. Yes. And what really matters is as a player, what is your teammate doing? Mm -hmm. and what is your coach telling you to do? Mm -hmm. Right? That's what matters. But mm -hmm. we are tempted in life, in our calling, to listen to the loudest voice, 
to listen to all the critics on the outside yes. telling us this is what you should be doing. This is what you, where you should be going. This is, so we have all of these people in different mm-hmm. roles, cheap sheet, cheap seats or yes. expensive seats. And we feel like the ones in the expensive seats, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm going to laugh too, because I said it, um, expensive seats. They're the ones oh, that are, goodness. that we should hear. And in yeah. reality, the voices to listen to are our teammates. Yeah. Who's right there on the field with us, mm-hmm. um, and who's the coach? And in yeah. our in our world, our coaches is God, the one that right. called us to the team. Right. Yes. And so, as a friendship in friendships, it's who is our coach? What is God telling us to do? Yes. And the people that are sitting there playing, sweating yeah. with us, mm-hmm. they're the ones to pay attention to. Yeah. And Unless it, their name's Tom Brady. Oh, you didn't just throw that in there. I had to this whole entire time. I'm like, she's not going to give a sports reference and I'm not going to not say anything about sports. It's impossible. It's impossible. That's great. That's Mm -hmm. great. Well, I'm manning for life. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we love you, but so really, um, the, the idea with friendships is what voices are you hearing? Mm -hmm. And are they in the cheap seats or are they in the expensive seats? Is it the co? Is it the person calling yes. you that you're hearing? And your friendships, mm-hmm. um, your friendships mm-hmm. are the ones to listen to. And that's a very, yes. compared to a, an entire football stadium, Yes, your team is a very small group of people. Mm-hmm. So whoever's in that with you, um, and mm-hmm. we said this in one of the other podcasts, you know, um, the ones that ask you the question, how yes. are you? Yes. And then they lean in to actually listen. Those are the ones that are your friendships. Yes. Now, the you know the the listeners can be say, we already know this. I want to get to the isolation part. Mm-hmm. And here's what I want to say about isolation. And you tell me if you know this to be true, it, with the people that you know who are in church leaderships and such. Um, isolation, s- sort of like generosity without boundaries, is the breeding ground for resentment. Mm-hmm. Isolation without accountability is the breeding ground for sin. Yeah. And I know that that's a bold statement, but when you read in scripture of men and women who had a fall, mm-hmm. um, and there were accountability measures, mm-hmm. people came and tried to speak truth. You, you think about, um, when Jesus was in Gethsemane, right. And he goes and he tells his tribe, right. His 12 pray for me. Mm-hmm. This is hard. And they're like, we got you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he walks in and he's sweating blood and mm-hmm. he's doing all this stuff. And he looks back. They're all asleep. Right. Right. They are all asleep. Right. How did he not lose his ever loving marbles? How? Because he's Jesus. Right. I would have been like this. The one time in my life I needed you the most. Yeah. You were asleep. Yeah. So that's exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like he was isolated mm-hmm. and he knew what he was going into. And he said, pray. pray for me. Yeah. And they slept. Yeah. Well, you know, thank God he's the son of God and was able to withstand what it was about to happen. But it always just like, it rattles me because mm-hmm. I'm like, how many times in our friendships mm-hmm. have we slept? Right, right. Or not been there to provide the accountability. And that's where I was going with the sin. Because yeah. if um, if someone is living in isolation, living in a vacuum, mm-hmm. they don't have that team around them, hopefully to stay awake and pray, mm-hmm. right? But who's going to come and speak truth? Mm-hmm. 
And without that truth, the one that says to you, put your own mask on so that you yeah. can, you can be long standing in the fight that God's mm-hmm. called you to, or without someone who knows you close, that's close enough to say, I see these red flags in your life. Yeah. I want to call these out in you to bring out the best in you yeah. without those people in our lives that isolation can really lead us either into a dark place mm-hmm. um, or into a place of sin um, or self-destruction. Yes. And so the friendships are the friendships are the antidote, but getting to those friendships is difficult. Yeah. So I want to recognize um, to those who are listening that it is difficult, you know, um, when you're, when you're the one being called with your spouse, um, to create real friendships. I would argue that it's difficult whether you're in church leadership or not. Yeah. Friendships today, mm-hmm. um, are more difficult than they used to be because mm-hmm. we're not sitting on the front porch no. the way we used to be, no. um, having friendships. We forever have this square in our face. Right. Right. And connecting over mm-hmm. text is still not no. connecting in person. So I want to encourage the the listeners. Um, the one thing I heard Britt say was reaching out beyond um, the congregation, mm-hmm. uh, realizing who it is that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, know who's in your arena with you, who's who's on your team. Yes. What voices are you listening to? Mm-hmm. And resist the urge to isolate. Yes. Because isolation in a vacuum can yes. really lead to some dark or lonely or even sinful times. Yes. And so if this is you and you're listening and, um, you are saying, wow, that's me. I don't know Mm -hmm. what to do. I don't know what my next step is. Why can't I connect with women? What is my, I don't think it's that. I think they're starting to touch on it, but maybe not all. Um, we have a care line available to you for you to text or call or email, Mm -hmm. send in your comments or your questions. I would love to, um, talk with you. Um, there are a number of people, like I said, at the beginning Mm -hmm. of this, who, have experience either as church leaders or spouses of church leaders. And so not only are we trained um, professionally to provide counsel, but um, in in therapy when it's Mm -hmm. needed, but um, we also have that experience. Yeah. Um, I know that this is kind of unique, but you just triggered a thought in my mind. And I want to say this really quickly before we end is as a pastor's wife, it is so it's so much harder to fight for your marriage and to fight for your friendships Mm -hmm. because you are actively not only dealing with the battle of everything going on physically, there's this spiritual battle Mm -hmm. element that is so strong. Like Satan is like hardcore attacking your marriage and you're attacking your friendships and attacking you because you're trying to do God's work. And so, um, I know that, our time is short, but I don't know. I just, I feel like before we end our time today, like just to say a short prayer for the pastor's wives, cause I just feel like hmm. this is hard. Okay. This is hard stuff. And so to just kind of speak into their lives in this moment of like, Satan doesn't have a hold mm-hmm. in their relationships mm-hmm. and, in, and in what's going on. So I don't know what else that you have planned if we should do it now. Yeah. Let's pray. Yeah. Let's pray. Okay. I'll pray. Um, God, thank you for this few moments that we get to sit and talk about isolation and talk about friendships, Lord, um, as it relates to pastors, wives, those who you have called to lead in churches, Lord. Um, I just pray and we pray here at Care to Change for them so often that um, your name would be loud 
um, that your name would be known and you would get the glory out of um, your churches, God. And in this moment, we just want to pray that Satan would have no hold in the lives of those listening and in the lives of those who um, are doing your work, Lord, that you would just move through them and use them in mighty, powerful ways. Help them to know that they are loved and cherished and that you called them for it's such a time as this, that you placed in them um, what they are doing all over the world, Lord, that you are in this and when you are in it, it won't fail. So we just ask that you would just bring a peace um, over those listening that passes all understanding, Lord, that it comes from you. And we are just so grateful for this platform and the things that you give us. Um, we just pray that you would be with um, all of the churches that are listening and all the pastors that are listening, give them strength and give them courage to live out a life and live in a congregation that glorifies you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Britt. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. Um, I hope to see you soon. And again, Caroline is available for yes. you. That's the care line is available for you. So we look forward to seeing you and hearing from you soon. Yes. Thanks all. You've been listening to the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. Don't forget to view the show notes for resources mentioned in the conversation. Please reach out to us through the care line at 317-979-7133 or at help at caretochange.org. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Thanks for listening, and we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change.